exciting. See you at the polls coming up. Woohoo! Alright, I'm starting a new sermon series this week for the next two weeks, right before See You at the Poll, and it's called See You There. See You There. And tonight I'm talking about passion. I gotta tell you all a story first. Um, last night, I don't know if any of y'all know, some of y'all know we have a dog now. So, yeah, we got a little Yorkie, and, and she is so precious, so, like, nice, yeah, right. Uh, anyways, and I'm, I'm an okay pet lover, but I'm not like a, I'm in love with the pet kind of person. Um, but what happened was, Mookie decided... Usually she goes out around 10.30 for her last whiz pup. That's what I call it. Whenever the dog goes out and whizzes. So but, so Rachel took her out. I was already almost in bed. And then um, she comes to me and says, John, the dog, it's gone. So it, it, um, Mookie um, sort of left the fence, left the fenced-in area where we have for her, and so we couldn't find her forever. It was like we kept on going, Mookie, Mookie, Mookie. Rachel's crying at this point. She's crying. She loves this dog, and her best friend from Arkansas gave her this dog. So it's, this is like our best friends from Arkansas. They gave us this dog, and it's like entrusted to us. You know, it's one of those things. You don't lose the dog. So, um, Rachel's crying at this point. It's just really sad, really, really, really sad. And we just kept on hollering Mookie. And so we, we said a little prayer. And so she hears the dog barking in the distance like Old Yeller. I don't know if you'll ever watch Old Yeller, but Old Yeller's coming out of the woods, you know. Anyways, but Mookie's like this scavenger dog. Um, she kills, um, she kills She's killed two bunnies already, and a chickmunk. Yeah, see, you 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 think you think dogs are nice? They're not really that nice. They they bring little presents up on the deck for you. Um, but all that said, she came running, and then she like ran right by Rachel and flew, jetted. I don't know. There's houses over here in the subdivision. We live right here at the church. And there's houses, so if anybody, so you know. Uh, oh, she went around the back of our house. Yeah, okay. Okay, she's telling the story now. But anyways. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyways. Um, but she jetted to the neighbor's house, okay? And I was running. I mean, I'm... I'm not the fast. You saw how Jake Dyer put me to shame tonight. Uh, because I'm not very fast. But I just kept on running. I was like, either she'll tire out or I'll tire out. We'll see who will win. So suddenly she tired out. But all that to say is, we were passionate about getting that dog back. We were, we were like, I mean, we left Ian in the house alone. You know, I mean, how smart is that? I mean, we're, we're, we're out in the middle yelling Mookie and yes please don't authorities please don't come and get me um, 
he was asleep. He was fine. Uh, and we, we did checks. But all that to say that we were passionate. We, we wanted to get that dog more than anything. It, it took me running like a madman once we saw the dog to get the dog. What? I was running in my flip-flops too, so that didn't help anything. I was really ready to go to bed and, you know, lack of sleep. But um, we were passionate about it. So, John 17, if you have your Bibles tonight, John 17, verse 20 through 23. It says, My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given therein the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and you have loved them even as you have loved me. So, Tonight I am going to talk on passion. And Kenzie, this girl Kenzie, was a very, very popular person in her school. She was a model, very beautiful, um, had a lot of friends. She was always getting phone calls from guys. Um, but people did not know that she went to home to a drunken father. She was so distraught and hurt by her home life at home. But through Kinsey, the Lord saved her dad. When she got saved, she lost all her friends at school. Then came see you at the pole. When she got to the flagpole, there were 18 people there. So she went to the school buses, told other students that if they called themselves Christians, then they should be at the flagpole and began pulling students from the buses. Kenzie left the bus area without turning around. When she got to the flagpole and turned around, about 85 young people had followed her there. Kenzie got in the middle and began to share her story with the other students. She told them that there were so many out there like her. You look good on the inside, but, in, but on the you look good on the outside, but on the inside, you're dying. You cry in your bed at night, and you don't have a friend close enough to talk to. She gave an altar call there at the flagpole, and about 65 people came to Christ that morning. See, passion within you produces a desire that people see, so they'll come alongside you. The most successful people in the world are passionate about what they do. You know, how many of y'all know that, I don't know if y'all ever had salespeople come to your door or whatever and try to sell you stuff? Or have you ever been to the mall? I know y'all have been to the mall and there's these ladies or, or whatever and they, my mom's such a, such a sucker sometimes, but um, they sell like lotion cream and they put lotion on your hands and let me put lotion on your hands. Your hands will feel so soft and and whatever. 
those people have to be pretty passionate about what they do to sell that kind of stuff. You know, business people are passionate about what they do. You know, um, most are. If they're, if they're any good at what they do, they're usually passionate about it. You know, sports figures, they're passionate about playing basketball or playing football or, or whatever sport they play. They go out and they practice diligently. They, they, you know, if they run track, they run and run and run and train themselves because they have a passion to win. See, passion is the expression or effect of an external agent upon a body. In other words, when you experience something so fantastic in your life, those around you can't help but notice that something is different. See, passion comes through whenever a, a medium of communication. Passion drives a long ways because that's where the energy starts to take over. You are so in love with something, you are so behind something that energy just freely flows right out of you and the passion is clear to everyone. See, in two weeks, you all have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to go to your flagpole and pray. You have an opportunity to stand up at your schools and let people know that, that you love Jesus, that, that Jesus is your passion. See, and the thing is, the first thing that we should be passionate for is people. You know, we, we should be like Kinsey, wanting to share with other people. Um, see, in our text, Jesus prays not only for us, but also for those who hear his message. His desire is his, his passion for people will be conveyed through you, and the effect you have on people will be a godly effect. See, our prayer should be all that those around us would see Jesus in me. Imagine the passion that Jesus had as he was beaten, he was ridiculed, he was humiliated, that's a hard word, and finally murdered. That passion was not only for you, but also for all those on your campus, all those in your community, all those in your neighborhood. You know, so that no one would perish. See, the, the first thing that we should be passionate for is people. The second thing that we should be passionate for is the plant. How many of y'all like basketball in the room? Kind of, sort of, so-so. I know, how many of y'all know that whether it's the ladies in CAA or it's the men's in CAA, they always... At the end of their season, they have a thing called, what is it called? The NCAA Tournament. Yeah, duh. Wasn't a hard question. And they call that March Madness. And these basketball players, you know, come together and they compete against one another and stuff. 
there's a story that was found in the success. I think this this is a cool book. You might want to go check it out. I don't know. Success for Dummies. In 1974, the Notre Dame men's basketball team faced the national championship team from UCLA in a game everybody expected Notre Dame to lose. Notre Dame coach Digger Phelps decided that his team was going to win. See, the, the game was scheduled for a Saturday afternoon and they had practice all throughout that week. Well, every time they had practices, they would practice and right after their practice, the coaches say, go cut down the net. And if any of y'all ever play basketball or if you're ever in a tournament in a basketball, the sign, like, you get a trophy, of course, but you get to cut down the net. I don't know. It's this weird kind of thing. But it's sort of like, hoo-hoo, we won. The net will never be used again or something. Um, so on, on Monday, they, they cut down the net. They had a Tuesday practice. They cut down the net. On Wednesday, they cut down the net. On Thursday, what do they do? They cut down the net. On Friday, they cut down the net. And then on Saturday, they had the big game. You know, all throughout the week, the coach was pump, pumping positive stuff in them, encouraging them, and telling them them, that they were going to be the champions and, and, and all that stuff. And when it came game time on Saturday, they won. And they really got to cut down the net. And they became the 1974 NCAA champions. And they beat the UCLA Bruins. See, the coach had a plan. The coach had a plan. The plan was to practice and cut down the net. Practice, cut down the net. Pretty repetitive and redundant, but a pretty simple plan. You know, part of part of the vision of, of chosen youth ministry is P30X. It's a chance for y'all to come and connect with God. It's a chance on Wednesday nights for you to come and and Pray for people in your school. Pray for fellow students. Pray for schools and and your neighbors and your friends and, and people that need to know God. Pray for people in the church. You know, it, it's an opportunity. You know, it, it's sort of like a plan. See, Coach Phelps had a plan. Because Coach Phelps had a plan... He trained his team to cut down the net. And when he cut down the net, he won the, the championship. Imagine if all Christians came together and followed the campus missionaries' commitments to pray, to live, to tell, to serve, to give in their schools. You know, what kind of school would that be? If all the Christians decided that they were going to truly pray, live, tell, serve, and give. 
It is what Jesus prayed for in verse 21. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world might believe that you have sent me. See, the first thing that we should be passionate for is a passion for people. The second thing is a passion for a plan. The third thing is passion for power. See, some of people's best laid plans go unfulfilled. Some of the greatest dreams never come true. Some of the greatest inventions have yet to be invented. Not because the planner lost his desire, the dreamer lost her will. Not even because the inventor lacked creativity. No, it was because some pointed that person to believe it is too hard. It's too far-fetched. It'll never happen. See, Emily wanted to start a Youth Alive campus club on her campus. So she, she went through the proper steps. First, she went to her principal. Her principal said no. Well, she waited a day. She went to her principal again. The principal said no. Okay, so she contacted her district youth alive director, and her district youth alive director said, sent a letter to the school and asked students, y'all have rights, you know, freedom of speech and all that fun stuff. And so you're allowed to express your faith in school. And so the, the district youth alive director sent a letter to the school, to the principal, and the principal still said no. So the only thing that Emily knew to do was pray. So Emily prayed, and finally the principal let her start a club. She booked her a time that she could meet in a room, and the first club meeting she had three people. That was it, three people. But then she decided she was going to partner with the student council. Somebody was going to be on the student council this, this today, but I don't remember who that was. Um, but she partnered with the student council, and the student council had a, had a rally. And after, in the rally, they invited the people to come back and hear a message at at her youth group, and 300 people came. 300. And after the rally, and you know what? At the rally, 65 of those people got saved. See? And now it's seven years later. And guess what? At that school, they still have a campus club. They still have a meeting. Because somebody had a dream. Because somebody had a passion to reach students for Christ. It lived on Emily even being at her school. See, if God can stop the sun for Joshua, see, if he can stop the rain and start it again. If he can raise from the dead, 
same Spirit, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. And you know what? With God, nothing is impossible. See, that's stated in Luke one thirty-seven. So tonight, as I close, where's your passion? What impression are you leaving on people? Are you having an effect on your campus? God wants you to be the light on your campus. He needs you on your campus. See, some of y'all are homeschooled. Some of y'all go to Christian school. You know, he needs you to be a light in your neighborhood. He needs you to be a light wherever you go. To your neighbors, to, to the lady at the grocery store that decides to drop her bag of groceries and you help her pick them up. To the person that their dog runs away and you help them pick it up in the middle of the bank. Another movie story uh, for another time. But tonight I just want y'all to ask God for a new passion for the lost. A new passion for people that don't know Him. So the word of the Lord says, Commit your way, your plan to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will do it. Psalms 37, 5. See, He has put you in the middle of the greatest mission field you could ever be in. You'll have the greatest opportunity. I mean, I wish I could go back to school and have the opportunity that y'all have. Because I had the opportunity. And I think I, in some ways I, I took God up on the opportunity, but in some ways I became passive and I gave in to the crowd. You know, but I think if I could go back to high school and if I could could reach those people and truly stand up for what I believed in that I could have truly made an impact. I think I made a, I made a small dent. I think I could have made a better dent if I'd have been a little bit more focused. Not girl crazy and, and stuff. But you know, this week You have an opportunity. You have an opportunity to impact somebody on your campus, to impact somebody in your community. What you do with the opportunity is really up to you. You know, it's not up to Pastor John. It's not up to, to Rachel. It's not up to anybody else in this room. It's the opportunities that you're given to talk to people about Jesus is really up to you. So, I just want you to do it. And... You know, you have an opportunity in a couple of weeks to invite your friends to the After the Pole Rally. The whole service is going to be geared towards salvation. The whole service is going to be geared to, to winning the loss. You get free pizza. I mean, come on now. How hard is that? But anyway, um, so make sure you bring a friend. But I just want to pray for you that God will help you this week to have a passion for the loss.
to have a passion for your school. Dear Jesus, I thank you for every person in this room, and I pray right now that, God, I know that this is probably not the most humorous message that I've done or, or anything like that, but God, I pray right now that, God, we would have a passion that, that comes up within us, God, to see lost people, God. To see the hurting and dying people that are on our campuses, God. To see the hurting and dying people that are in our communities, God. God, your word says life is but a vapor, God. That that life just comes and goes so quickly, Lord. God, your word also says that it's not your will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance, God. And I pray right now, God, that that we would purposely, on purpose, talk to people about you, God. That you would give us the boldness, Lord. That you would give us the right words to say. God, in everything that we do, God, help us to bring glory to you, God. God, help us not to side to the right or to the left, but God, help us to be, to be on the straight and narrow path, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.